Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Staggered. McKinnon sprints in motion to the near flat. Mahomes now steps up in the pocket, throws late wide open back in the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Marquez Valdez-Scantling on a six-yard touchdown. And are they helping Mahomes up here? He is limping off the field. He's going to trot off. Holmes and the Chiefs get it done again right back in that AFC title game. Uh, I thought that, you know, Jacksonville, it's just really impressive what Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence were able to do this year. And if that progress continues, I'm pretty curious to see how much in the mix they may get with these other juggernauts uh, of the AFC. Mahomes get it said done again. You heard the limp portion of that call from Mitch Holtis, Tommy. That obviously becomes the top storyline, both during the game, after the game. Mahomes, uh, Jay Glazer reporting yesterday, so one day after the injury, that x-rays were better than they suspected. So that's certainly good news. Uh, Let's go to some sound after the game, if you missed any of this. First, we'll hear from uh, Patrick Mahomes and then Andy Reid on that injury suffered during the game that he was was able to come back from. I didn't want to go get the x-rays or whatever it was. I wanted just to continue to play. Um, I told him I would do it at halftime. Um, but uh, Coach, I mean, in the best interest of me, uh, just made he made me go back there and, and get that x-ray before he put me back in the game. And I ran back there, got the x-ray, and was able to play, uh, finish the game. And then Andy Reid talking about the decision to make sure Mahomes was okay. It was hard getting him out of the game, first of all. Uh, he wanted to fight, and so it, it, we got him out, went to the x-ray, got, got an x-ray, looked at, taped. Uh, he came back, and he said he felt good enough to be protected, you know, where, where he's not going to get hurt. Uh, that's obviously the primary thing. Um, and he felt like his mobility was good enough where he could do that. So um, we did a few little things with him on the sideline to see where he was at, put him in, and it was a short leash. Uh, so if I felt like he was, wasn't able to handle it, he would have been out. So there you go. Uh, Tommy had a lot of things going through everybody's head at that moment. And honestly, what went through my head was that I asked this question and it was absolutely an overreaction, but it was just like, it popped into my head, like all things considered with fit and everything else, is Chad any the best backup quarterback situation 
there is in the NFL, and then, and then a few people were like, oh, Brock Purdy probably deserves a nod. I was like, okay, that's, good call. that's a good point. But Henny came in, and all he did, what, was march him down the field 96 yards and score a touchdown. Uh, so crisis averted, I think. I, I Honestly, I don't think it's going to be much of a factor this week. But it was a relief to see Chad Henney do that. What a valuable piece to have in the holster for the Chiefs, even if it was just for that short amount of time. But, I mean, I think if Chad Henney stays in that game the entire game, Tommy, the outcome is probably the same, which is a huge tip of the cap. I think Mahomes is fine, though, and and it's probably not something we need to pay a whole lot of attention to. Until the game plays, if they were to do something where you could tell they changed the game plan up a little bit, but this is Mahomes' chance at revenge for Cincinnati. I I just don't think this is going to be too big a deal this weekend. Yeah, remember the last time that Patrick Mahomes was injured in a playoff game? Uh, He had a concussion, and he had turf toe. Uh, And he came back out the next week in the AFC title game and played outstanding. Uh, And every injury is different, right? But you're not going to keep Patrick Mahomes out of an AFC title game uh, at home. Uh, it's just not going to happen. And so, yeah, he's got an ankle sprain. Yeah, I'm sure he woke up this morning and it is awfully painful. I'm sure it's going to be awfully painful this entire week. But I argue that Patrick Mahomes on one leg is better than a vast majority of quarterbacks in the NFL on two legs. Uh, and so the fact that he was able to come back out into the game in the second half, um, you know, tells you all you need to know about Patrick Mahomes, tells you all you need to know about the injury that he sustained uh, and and. I don't have any concerns whatsoever about him moving forward this weekend. Now, that being said, the Bengals have a good defense. And also, I, regardless if he plays, his mobility might be impacted somewhat in this game. We know the escapability of Patrick Mahomes is one of the trademarks of his game. Scrambling is one of the things that he does so well, creating something out of nothing. He's so good at that. And he might be a little bit limited in that regard. But just that I think that Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and Matt Nagy having a whole week to game plan, knowing that their star quarterback may be a tad bit limited as far as his movement and mobility, they're going to be able to put together, you would think, packages and plays and schemes to be able to put him in the best position possible. So I don't have a ton of concern about that. And to your point about Chad Henney, um, We've seen him do that before. We've seen him come into games when needed. And that was the turning point of the game. You know, the the Chiefs were deep in their own territory. They started their drive on the two-yard line. And Jacksonville's defense swarming for most of the game. And they could have easily gotten the ball back and scored. And then it would have been a completely different ball game at that point. So the fact that Chad Henney and the rest of the offense came out and said, all right, we're going to take this over and we're going to make sure that, you know, if we can get Mahomes back, that we're going to give him a good position uh, to be in. They were absolutely able to do that. So hats off to Chad Henney. Hats off to Travis Kelsey, who kind of became the de facto leader of that offense in Mahomes' absence. Uh, that was that was unbelievable, and that was the turning point of the game. Well, he and Isaiah Pacheco, and that was impressive from Pacheco too because he had to have it in that moment. I think what's interesting about Henney, and by the way, if I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm far more worried about the Bengals out-scheming the Chiefs, the last handful of times they've played, more than I am a home's injury. That worries me more. Uh, but, yeah, Chad Henney, you know, as he gets older, if this if this was the Chiefs' offense last year, I'd be a little more concerned, but they've redefined themselves so much on not relying on the deep ball or anything like that that I think he's probably, 
you know, serviceable in these moments. It, it's so funny. Think back to the conversations we had at the very beginning of the season, Tommy. Like, there was real concern that the Chiefs wide receiver room wasn't any good. And we kind of saw it get better, and it was like, oh, okay. It's it's not that good. Like, it's not very good at all. But it doesn't matter. And that is, like, that still, to me, just blows me away how much they have redefined themselves offensively. Because they get almost nothing out of the wide receivers every week. But it's okay. Because they spread the ball around so much. And obviously, Travis Kelsey targeted 17 times in that game. Caught 14 passes. Okay. I mean, that's that's just, that's insanity. Uh, and probably, you want to say it's not sustainable, but it kind of feels like it's sustainable. Um, Kadarius Tony. It's always sustainable. I, it always is. I, I know. It's wild. It's wild. Like, the defense knows what's coming, and they can't stop it. Uh, that Kelsey in the game against Cincinnati and how Cincinnati defends him is probably the number one storyline going into that game. But Tony was a little bit better, right? They spread it around. They're running the ball better than they have. But we'll see. I, I don't know. It's just it's it's awesome to see all the little things that the Chiefs have done to get back to this spot. So many things have changed in the five straight years the Chiefs have been in this spot. Yet here they are. And, you know, they yeah, you'd like to see them have another Super Bowl in that mix. Uh, to really validate it, but it's it's just wild to see it happen. And and this weekend's going to be tough. Uh, we know it's going to be tough. The line, is, I think, opened at like three and a half and immediately dropped to like one and a half. Now it's at one, I think. So it's basically going to be a pick And what that tells you is people are, you know, super confident in the Bengals here. And it's yeah. like home field has almost already been dissolved in this game. And honestly, I get it. Like, I don't, I don't disagree with it necessarily. I don't know how I'm going to pick this game. I'll probably follow the silly gut thing of like, there's no way Burrow's going to get Mahomes again, even though there absolutely is a way, right? Like we could totally see that happen. The Bengals might be a better team this year. Um, It's a good question. If you look at everything besides quarterback, and we've already established that we think these are the top two guys, which roster is currently better. I don't know the answer uh, to that. It's probably I, okay. the Bengals. Yeah, it's if we're talking the Bengals. Yeah, if we're talking about just solely mm. roster makeup, it's probably the Bengals. Now, I think getting the most out of the roster, it's probably the Chiefs. Um, I mean, yeah. it's a very evenly matched game. Now, the other thing to keep in mind is that when we've heard this before about um what what's the nickname sometimes for Mahomes? Petty Patrick, and you know all the different times. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. So no, when it, it was back when he was, I think he was picked like I don't know fifth or something like that in mm. um, some kind of poll. And remember, he scored a touchdown. He started counting on his fingers. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, so he he can be petty in that regard. I don't like that um, stuff, but yeah. But I'll tell you, you you better believe that he knows that in the year twenty twenty two. They played the Bengals three times, and they lost all three times. And that doesn't happen uh, for Kansas City. And so you better believe that he knows that. Um, I I don't know. I I think that going back to your point about the way that this game could potentially play out, it goes back to what we talked about last week, approaching the Jaguars game. And remember, we talked about if Kansas City can avoid turnovers – 
they've got a good chance to win the game. It shouldn't it shouldn't be that difficult sure. for them to beat Jacksonville. They didn't turn the ball over. It was a clean game. No interceptions from Mahomes. No fumbles. No turnovers at all. And if they can continue that streak against Cincinnati and play a clean game, of course that's going to give them a better chance to win. But especially, I mean, you're going up a tier as far as talent is concerned from Jacksonville to Cincinnati. It becomes that much more important to not turn the ball over. Against Jacksonville, it was kind of like, okay, if they don't turn the ball over, then it should be a comfortable win. If they don't turn the ball over against Cincinnati, that's going to give them the best chance to win. So yeah, it's a it different kind of scenario. Right, right, exactly. So you absolutely cannot afford any kind of turnovers in the AFC title game against a team as talented as Cincinnati. They need Chris Jones to get his first playoff sack. They need playoff Frank Clark to be good in this game. I think the path for the Chiefs is a pass rush, but they had a great pass rush against them last time. The you know, and and I would say the path is to stop the Bengals run, but the Bengals haven't been running the ball that well against anybody anyway. I, I think the the touchdown in that conference championship game was was it the first for Mixon since he went off in that game, something like he that. He did rush for over a hundred yards though. Yeah. He he was he was and, and the game script definitely helped him do that and he was a big part of that win. The Chiefs will have to stop the run. I think that they can. The Bengals are going to have to stop the run because I think the Chiefs would like to run the ball a little bit. Um, I mean, you know, collectively as a team, maybe get around 18 carries. It, it, it's It'll be fascinating, and, and we'll need the entire week to digest it a little bit and really dig in. But just at the surface, like, I, I don't see some path here to either team. Like, what's the team's very clear path to getting a victory? I don't know what it is. I mean, for Cincinnati, I would think it stopped Travis Kelsey. But, you know, for, for Kansas City, I'm not sure what I think it is. Because Pat, we saw Joe Burrow get to the Super Bowl with one of the worst lines ever. So, yeah, they're missing their linemen. But I didn't phase them against Buffalo. It's like a total non-factor in that game. Well, I'll tell you that one of the keys in my mind right now, as I said, it could change as the week goes on. But one of the keys is continuing to have success with Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, I mean, the, the dude rushed for over seven yards a carry against Jacksonville. Going to be different against the defense that the Bengals have. And uh, you mentioned Lou Anaruma earlier in the game. He's a great defensive coordinator. And he's given Kansas City fits uh, in the three previous matchups. There's no doubt about that. But Pacheco, you would think that Kansas City offensively, they've got to feel a lot more comfortable with who they've got personnel-wise running the football than they did earlier this season. And, you know, I think it's I think it's fair to say there's been a clear upgrade in Isaiah Pacheco than when you had Clyde Edwards Elaire running the football. And so the fact that Pacheco rushed for almost 100 yards uh, on Saturday against Jacksonville averaged over seven yards a carry. Um, and especially knowing that Mahomes might be a little bit limited in his mobility and that the, the Bengals are going to definitely try to take away Travis Kelsey you would think that they need to make sure that Pacheco is able to get clear running lanes and have a lot of success. I, I agree. Um, but you got, you know, you can't just run it into a brick wall either. You got to be able to abandon ship pretty quickly. I think, you know, most of the time you're like, Oh, you got to stick to that game plan. Nah, if it ain't working early, I think you're going to have to get away from it pretty quickly in that game. Um, all right. Let, let, we'll, we'll talk about the dadgum Cowboys when we come back to wrap up this hour. And then we'll I talk a little wait. We'll I talk can't a little wait. college hoops in hour number two. Um, so that's what's coming up. What's on tap on Sports Daily? We'll do that. Stick with us. Mm-hmm.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.